We're going back to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Wolves Football on 96.9 The Legend. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, and you can also check it out on the 95.5 TVY, 96.9 The Legend, and 106.7 KMX apps. Very easy to find on the apps. Upload the apps. Open them up. You'll see the podcast down at the bottom of the screen, not just the Wigers High School Football Port, but plenty of other great podcasts with the radio people. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. You can always email me at sportstalkphiljordan at gmail.com. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Robert Smith. You can catch him over at WDHN where he's a digital journalist and sports reporter. You can also check him on Friday nights on the Extra Point. And uh, Robert, I do appreciate you taking the time and uh, coming on the show this week. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. You know, I told you probably a month ago I was going to ask you on here at some point. So I'm uh, glad you, uh, we could fit uh, have the time to do this and of course you were at the dothan enterprise game on friday night and uh, we'll get to that get to that which i don't know how yeah. much of the dothan audience is going to want to hear that conversation <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there uh but first off i you know like i told you off the air when i have a guest on for the first time kind of get to know them a little bit and uh, i guess i'll just start off with you uh what what led to your your interest in getting into broadcast journalism Oh, man, you know, I just, you know, I, I grew up watching the news. You know, my folks, you know, they always told me to sit down and, and, and watch the news, like always be aware of what's going on around you. So, you know, ever since then, I, I knew what I wanted to do in high school, you know, and I want I knew what I wanted to do before reaching college. You know, some people, they, they are kind of undecided when they reach college, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I, like I say, it's still from my parents just telling me, like, hey, sit down. Watch the news, you know, uh, browse the web, know everything that's going on around you. And and a lot of people told me, you know, I, I grew up, you know, uh, in the church some, and they, 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 they told, you know, I had a, I did a lot of plays. I was very out, outspoken. I did plays, you know, and speeches and, you know, all these kind of things, getting up in front of people. And they said, man, you got the nice voice. You got the voice to do this and you got the appearance to do this. So I just put all, I put both of those two things together and I came up with broadcast journalism and, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm in the I'm in the news field now. So, yeah, I'm at I'm at WDHN. You know, uh, I was going on. Well, I just I just passed two years at the uh, at the end of August. So, um, and right now I just do news. I do news every day, and I do sports. I help out our sports director, Michael Rinker. And um, so, it's, I'm doing two things right now, and it's great. And I also do digital things, like like you said, I do I do digital stuff for the website. So I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of experience here at WDH, and I want to thank them for giving me my first opportunity out of college, too. So, Yeah, you know, you mentioned people told you that, uh, you know, you had the voice to look, you know, to, to do this. I just heard I had to face for radio, so that's why I just stick behind the microphone. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I like radio, too. I, look, I, I feel like I'm a TV person. I like to be seen and things like that. But, look, I love both, man. <laughs> um, at my day job, sometimes I wanted to, in the past they had shot commercials, and I have went to the back, and I told someone, so why do you do that? I said, I am meant, meant to be heard, not seen. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. 
Uh, anyways, on your side of things, on broadcast journalism, now you talked about watching the news growing up. That was instilled in you. Uh, did you have any influences growing up, you know, nationally, locally? Uh, some people, maybe you pattern yourself after you said, yeah, I, I kind of like how that guy does it. Well, yeah, you know, I did a lot of, um, uh, well, I looked, looked at a lot of local news. Uh, like I said, I grew up in, I grew up in Birmingham, so I, I watched, uh, I watched all of the channels up there. And, and, uh, one of the people that I really liked, you know, growing up, uh, I liked, um, Rick Carley, man. Rick Carley, he's a big sports guy. Uh, he's at NBC 13. I don't think he's doing much sports now. And, uh, but as far as like on a news on a on a news side, um, I, I had many people that I liked. Um, I liked uh, Rick Journey. Uh, he was up there. I liked uh, you know uh, Melanie Posey. Um, and just, just some of those some of those big names up there in in the Birmingham area. A lot of people might not know from here in the Dothan area, but I mean, like I say, when I me growing up in Birmingham, I knew a lot of those. But as far as like a sports sports um, you know sports angle local news up there, like I say, uh, Rick Carley. And that, that name that name rings a bell through a lot, through Alabama. I mean, a lot of people know mm-hmm. Rick Carley. I'm not sure how many people down here, but like I say, you know, that, that that's a big name. But as far as, like, on the on the national level, you know, like those ESPN guys, I like all of them. And um, I like, uh, you know, Stuart Scott. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I like, and the, you know, the list goes on, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like I like all of them. I still watch, you know, I watch all the first take guys and undisputed guys. I, I mean, I, I like all that stuff. So, it's but that's that's what really sparked my interest too in, in, in sports. You know, seeing them, you know, talking sports all day every day. Man, it's just it's lovely, man. I, I hope to be there one day. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean on that one. And you know, you talk about Rick Carley. See, I remember him because I remember listening to Feinbaum back when he was syndicated when he was out of Birmingham, not the current ESPN right. version of Paul Feinbaum. And Rick Carley was a regular there. And I do believe one of the local channels here, I want to say it may be Fox 34, uh, used to have a Saturday morning football show that was syndicated throughout the state with Feinbaum and Carley. So yeah, I'm very familiar with Rick Carley. Uh, he, he has always done yeah. a great job covering sports. And I just got to say, I agree you with Scott Van Pelt he's one of my favorites him and Ryan Rossillo pretty much have molded my style in doing this listening to them two guys especially Ryan Rossillo oh and I guess you know now we can kind of you know we can jump into Dothan and Enterprise from Friday night that was y'all's game of the week too and I think it was a lot of people's game of the week I think there was three from what I understand there was like three different radio broadcasts there Friday night so it was a big deal And I know that it for one of the tickets they could sell was sold out, but you, you know, I was just yeah. in the radio studio producing the broadcast, but you were there on the field. Uh, how was the atmosphere like Friday night at Ripu Stadium? Oh man, yeah, man, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty electric. I mean, of course, the game wasn't as packed as if it would, you know, considering the circumstances, you know, with the whole COVID nineteen thing going on. But it was a good amount of people there, man. Dothan side was 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 filled up. You know, they apparently they sold out all the tickets that they were offering, and uh, Enterprise side, I believe they, I believe they were kind of sold out too as well. I, I know I talked to to Coach Darlington earlier this week, and I, he was saying that he didn't think that Rip Hughes was was giving them enough tickets for <laughs> Enterprise. I think <laughs> so. I, I guess they couldn't bring you know their all of their fans, but I mean they had a good bit of fans there, man. And I, you know they had a good showing. On their side, there were people. Um, there were people like you know, standing standing outside, looking at their looking at the game, standing on the back of their trucks, on the, standing on their SUVs, trying to look over the fence to watch the game. 
so so it was it, it was a packed house, man. It, it was it was pretty electric. It was it was great, man. For especially for that being, you know, Doka's first game and a, and a big reason game like that. That was mm-hmm. one of the biggest games at at, at Rip Hughes in, in a while, from what I understand. Yeah, it was. And then you talk about the region. I mean, look, this is a region where either team coming in and going forward, you can't stump your toe too many times because the region is loaded because you got, of course, Dothan and Enterprise. Then you got Auburn. You got Prattville. You got Central Phoenix City. And I know Central Phoenix City lost their first two games, but those were against right. Hoover and you follow two really good teams. Right. Central's, right. Yep. Central's going to be good. So I have been saying all offseason, once we knew what this region was going to look like when they re, you know, reclassified and did all that stuff, you're going to see probably a team in this region that's good that does not make the playoffs. Right. Yep. And that's another thing that they were – that's another thing I, was, I talked to Greider t- to uh, Friday, and he was saying, like, look, this is a game, you know, either team – this is a very important uh, game for either team to win because, look, you don't want to be behind that eight ball, man. That's – you know, we're starting off with a loss or anything. It's going to be kind of tough to, to try to bounce back and try to catch up. So th- that was a big – that was a big game. For uh, for both teams, yeah, and of course, you know, everybody knows the final. Uh, they've seen an Enterprise one forty two to thirteen. You know, early on yeah. in this game, first quarter, Enterprise came out. They established themselves. Get up fourteen to zero. Had that ten play drive to kind of kick off their scoring, and that seemed like a trend most of the night. I know they hit a couple uh, big plays too in the passing game, but overall speaking, Enterprise really came in and. They did a good job ball control with their single-wing offense, running the ball, timely passing, and not giving Dothan really a lot of opportunities to perhaps get in rhythm on offense like they would probably like to do. Right. And, you know, that was, I mean, like I said, I mean, that was Dothan's first game, unfortunately, because, you know, everybody knows due to a couple of cases of COVID-19, they had to quarantine for two weeks. It was their first game. But, you know, what what was impressive to me, like you said, Enterprise jumped out to a fast start. They were moving the ball very well. You know, they got that fourteen to zero lead. But you know, one of the most impressive things to me was that Dothan was held to sixty nine total yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. So that that was that was pretty impressive. Uh, so not just Enterprise's offense just rolling, but the defense came out. You know, stopping them too as well. You know. Uh, Jalen White had that good run at the beginning and the first play of the game, and I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> but they, you know, Enterprise, they, they, they put they put the clamps on uh, on Dothan, you know, and especially in that, that first half, you know. And uh, Enterprise, they had almost 200 yards in the first half, and over half of those 200 yards came in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, you know, where I was standing in the studio hearing Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert call it. It just, you know, it just seemed like with Enterprise, and I've seen the highlights of of y'all over at WDHN, and you could tell running the game that was that was Enterprise, and like I said, the ball control. But you know, the second quarter come around, and then Enterprise had the ball once again. They kind of go over a little trickeration there with Josh McRae. He fumbles the ball, Dothan gets it, and then Jalen White does score there. And it kind of felt like maybe that was a big momentum shift for Dothan. Okay, okay, you know, this is their first game. Enterprise has right. a game under their belt. They're kind of knocking out the Caldwells a little bit. So you do go fourteen to seven in the halftime. Yep. But then the third quarter, and and it kind of both teams kind of back and forth, no scoring there. But then that ended that third quarter. Enterprise kind of took it to another gear. Dothan did get the eighty yard touchdown to Jalen White from Bauer Sharp. But then after that, it was just it was just all Enterprise. Yeah, that's right. I, like like I said, I missed. I happened to miss. Unfortunately, I missed that that t- that, that second. 
touchdown due to me editing in the car, getting myself <laughs> ready for the show. Yeah, <laughs> so I missed a good bit of that. But once I came back, man, it was when I came back. I think it was. I can't even remember that score, but it was it was basically a little out of reach for Dothan, and uh, yeah, it was just I I got back to I, I got well, I got my stuff out the car and uh, I got back to the field and I looked at the clock. And I said, man, I call I called the station. I said, guys, you know it's um I said it's looking like we're gonna have to it's looking like we're it's looking like uh, Enterprise is taking off with this one, and we all picked you know I can't I can't lie we all we all thought that Dothan may come out. You know, with, with the win, but and then we said, and if Enterprise win, we didn't think it would be, you know, uh, a blowout like that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but Enterprise they came out with it. You got to give all credit to them. Give all the credit to them, man. They came out and, and they came out ready to play. Uh, Dawson had those guys ready to go, and uh, yeah, you got to give you got to give all the credit to them, man. They came out and did their thing. Yeah, you know, going into it, I kind of felt like. I'll be honest, a little biased. You know, I am part of the broadcast team, maybe. Uh, I thought Dothan would probably win the game being at home and everything. But I did feel like it was going to be a close game because I did feel like Enterprise was going to come out with something to prove because how last year's game went. Which, when you look at the score from last year, Dothan did win 47-9. to But I think a lot of people going into the game did not realize the game was close last year at halftime. So Enterprise – yeah probably came into this game thinking look we know we can play with them we just had some things go go against us in the second half in last year's game if we take care of the ball which they pretty much did other than that mccray fumble we should be right. good and that's what happened and something you know with this game too and we mentioned it a little bit with the enterprise defense they did a really good job at making the quarterback uncomfortable at Dothan. I think he got yeah. five sacks. And that was, that was a big thing, too, because Dothan has a lot of good skill position players, of course, you know, by Jalen White and the receivers. I know Coach Grider had talked about the offensive line. You know, the, there's inexperience right. there. So that there, Enterprise was able to disrupt the passing game, and that's a big thing in any offense. You disrupt that passing game, you can really disrupt a lot of things. Yeah, that defense. Yeah, that enterprise defense. It looked like it was going to be pretty special. They had uh, they had a Dothan quarterback, I think uh, Bowers. They had him just on his heels, man. He was standing. He he stood around a little too long, and you know that. But that's just what that. That's just what the enterprise defense. You know, it's just them coming out. You know, hungry, man. They came out hungry for him. So yeah, and he and he got some foot speed. That quarterback, he got some foot speed. But it just seemed like it seemed like he just couldn't get away, man. He couldn't get away. It was just nobody open. And that caused a cut. That's what caused a couple of those sacks for that Wildcats Wildcats defense. And you know, and I'm gonna say this too. And with Dothan, you know, a lot of Dothan fans, if they're listening to this podcast or supporters, uh, last year Dothan did not. You know, they they did not play exactly well in the first game either. But then we saw the season they had, and you know, that's all. That, it's a cliche, but you, it's kind of true. You make your first, your best improvement between your first and second game. So that's what I'm going to be looking right. for this Friday. Now, another tough game. They're playing Auburn, who's 3-0, and 1-0 in the region. I mean, they are at home again, so they'll have that refuse crowd on their side. And then Auburn's coming off a win against Prattville, winning 22-0. But I think that's going to be key for Dothan. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, get your thoughts on, to quarterback Quentin Hayes for Enterprise. And I feel like seeing the highlights, seeing the stats, he gives Enterprise a dimension that's different than probably last year. They're more of a threat uh, through the air because, I mean, he hit the 44-yard touchdown pass. I mean, he had three touchdown passes in the game. He run one in himself. So now to go along with the great running ability that they have with their running backs, including Josh McCray, now you've got that quarterback back there. I mean, Enterprise, I I see this team as – 
it's not just going to be beat, beating Dothan. Uh, they're going to knock off several teams, I think, in this region this year if they can keep that up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was talking about that Quinn Hayes guy when I went back to the station Friday night. And he and he is he is something special because I believe what well, he's a singer this year because I've heard that name for the, for a past couple of seasons here and he's um yeah he's he's going to be very special for that for that enterprise team going forward along with those weapons that they have like Josh McCray and uh, uh, Michael Michael uh, Johnson I think that's his name that their receiver mm-hmm. they're going to be yeah they got they have a lot of weapons on that team and uh, yeah he, he he's going to be special for them. As the season progresses, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting all of all of them. And of course, they're playing uh, Davidson this week, who's been outscored uh, fourteen to forty-two first two games. That's another seven eighteen there in Region One. So keeping an eye on Enterprise, what they're going to be doing this one, Dothan as well. Uh, uh, I think Dothan has the ability to rebound and kind of like they did last year after uh, the first game. Now, uh, before I let you go, and we kind of talked about this before we even got on the phone, when we were messaging about doing the show today. Around the Wiregrass, this we've we've got three weeks in. Are there any teams out in the Wiregrass that's really stood out to you and impressed you so far? Yeah, you know, uh, most teams that I that I've been seeing, you know, everybody is pretty balanced and pretty equal as far as like record wise. But one of those teams that, that that's sticking out to me right now is the Abbeville Yellow Jackets. Man, they're mm-hmm. they're three and zero under first year coach Brian Stewart. I know you had him on what last week. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple he, weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah, the, yeah, the, the Yellow Jackets, man, they are they're firing on all cylinders. I mean, they have some playmakers on that on that team. You know, Rico Rico Dozier, Martavius Glenn. I went out to a uh, practice last month and I talked to uh, Coach Stewart. And he was telling me about those guys. I even talked to I even talked to those guys too as well. And and they, yeah, man, they got so many playmakers on that team. And you know, they have Cottonwood coming up Friday. And hey, man, they're. They're, they're smooth selling. They, they should be. They should be for no after that one. Yeah, uh, uh, they'll be playing my alma mater this Friday. Uh, that's where I went to high school was Cottonwood. Uh, hey, I hate to tell you, man. They, uh, the, I feel like Abbeville is going to probably just be a little too much for them. So, but uh, that it's not just Abbeville though. There's some other teams that yeah. I, I think that that look good. You know, like uh, Elba, they look good. Oh yeah, and uh, Dale County, Dale County, they look good, especially with that that running back they got, uh, Trey Marshall. He's he's special. He's a special guy. I'll uh, I'll throw a team out there. I've been impressed with, and I, I had this coach on too earlier uh, before the season started. Jim Boss tripping over at Geneva County, and looking right. at what they've done. Of course, you know everybody here in the area knows about Emmanuel Henderson, the great talent yeah. he is at running back, and you're going to score points as long as he's on your team, and they have other great. Uh, talented players on that Geneva County offense as well, but I'm seeing the defense. They have given up just 27 points, and that was, you know, when I talked to Coach Strippen on the podcast before the season, that's what he thing he was very excited about. He felt like defensively they would be much better, and that, that's the team I think in two A, along with it, Abbeville. They're in the same in the same region. That's going to be interesting. I think yeah. battle between those two teams potentially as being region champions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Two t- two talented teams right there. Uh, you know, Jim Bob, he's, he's such a great coach. And then he took you out with Brian Stewart, who's trying to make his impact on that Abbeville team. He's looking pretty good, looking pretty promising. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be, that's definitely going to be the, the toss up and, and two way ball, like you, like you just said, for sure. 
And I'll just say to the great interviews you could have in this area when it comes to high school football coaches uh, as well. Uh, so I always wish to do some guys mo- uh, most of luck. And uh, I guess that will wrap us up on this, uh, Robert. I do appreciate uh, the time, especially if we record this on Sunday yeah. of Labor Day weekend. Uh, but anyways. No oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always, always been good to talk to you. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, if the listeners want to follow you online, where they find you and all the work you're doing over at WDHN? Oh, yeah, man. I have my Facebook and Twitter. You can follow me on there. It's the same username for both. It's at TV. So you can catch me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'm pretty active on both of those. And then you can also catch me on TV mostly every night on Channel 18 on WDHN. And on Friday nights, you can catch me at the game of the week. I'm usually live out there five and six, and then I'll talk to the winning coach at ten o five for the extra point. So that's how you can catch me. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I got to tell you this: I'm not able to get Philip Jordan on Twitter. That was already taken when I got it, but I guess it's kind of just Philip Jordan. <laughs> it's common, <laughs> so that's why my Twitter handle on there is P Jordan SEC. It's always P Jordan something. It's went from P Jordan Radio to P Jordan SEC to P Jordan Football, but it's always P Jordan something because uh, I, I can't find the original owner of uh, just Philip Jordan. Me and that person needs to have a talk. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> That is a different topic for a different day, I guess. But anyways, yeah, Robert, yeah. I do uh, I do appreciate the time, and I hope we can do this again sometime down the road. For sure, man. Thanks, Philip. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, and that's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Of course, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and the Google Play Store. If you're all on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also find the podcast on the 95.5 to TVY, 96.9 to Legend, and 16.7 KMX apps. Very easy to find on the apps. Just upload them, look at the bottom of the screen. You'll see not only this podcast, but other great podcasts with the radio people. And you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC if you want to get at me with any high school football-related questions or topics or guest ideas for a future edition of the show and this is not the only high school football content you get over at the radio people remember every thursday night at eight o'clock you can check out the smitty grider coaches show with jerry coleman and ken lambert and there's also a podcast version of the coaches show up on the website and then also all season long dothan wills football is on 96.9 the legend pregame starts every friday at 6 45 kickoff is at seven this week the dothan wolves will be hosting the auburn high tigers in a big 7a region two matchup anyways guys i hope everybody has a fantastic week had a great labor day weekend until next week bye-bye